Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Today, what I want to do, I've been thinking about the readings and uh, how they all kind of come together, and I want to talk about the meaning of faith in Christianity and how uh, God's gift of faith anchors us to the work of God on the cross in the past, like in real history, you know, that's the point of Acts, all of these places are real places you can go, and then by the power of the Holy Spirit, how that work cross meets us today and steadies our present, and then gives us hope, gives us hope for a future. A future not only in this age, but more importantly, a future beyond death into the age that is to come. Now, the Christian understanding of faith has been totally skewed in our culture. Faith, for many people, kind of uh, represents an acceptable form of superstition, you know, a faith for a lot of people is an optimistic philosophy on life. You know, it's ultimately, even though people like today, they talk a lot about like the universe and all of these abstract concepts uh, that, they, that they think is working. Um, uh, faith, faith is very powerful and it's important. It's in this age, though, uh, you know, when we talk about faith, uh, it's ultimately what we find with people is that it's rooted in the self. And hence, many people talk a lot about how they've got great faith or strong faith, but faith is something ultimately they have conjured. It's something they've put together. However, for Christians, the question of faith is ultimately in what? When we're talking about faith, we're talking about in what? What is the object? Whom do you trust when you speak of faith? And when your faith is in yourself, and then the hard waves of the storms of life begin to bat you around, one is prone to ask the question, if there is a God, why does he allow this or that to happen to me? You know, when faith is in ourselves, the question is, if Christ has already overcome the world, if Christ now really reigns over all things and is seated at the right hand of the Father, if all things have now been put under his feet, why is there COVID? And now why are there monkeypox? You know, if all things have been put under his feet, why is there a war going on in the Ukraine? Why can't we seem to get gas prices down? Why does Hollywood feel the need to make another Fast and Furious? <laughs> I mean, we have no simple answers, especially with the Fast and Furious one. But, uh, you know, but that would be trite. But, um, but, but when it, the point is, is that it becomes all the more dark and confusing, the world, when your faith is in yourself or in some sort of abstraction that doesn't speak. And this is my first point. For Christians, our faith is rooted outside of us, and it's rooted in the God who speaks to you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Let those who have ears, let them hear. 
Faith always comes by hearing. And faith for the Christian is rooted outside of us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And for the Christian, faith is a gift to believe God, sometimes despite all evidence to the contrary. Faith is the gift to confess that the death and resurrection of Jesus has overcome the world and Jesus now reigns over all things even though all things do not yet appear to be under his reign. This is very important because we are living in a season that's filled with a lot of bad news. We're living in a time where it's very easy and indeed very tempting to get swooped up in a cloud of despair, become cynical and abandon all hope for the future. Let me tell you, if you are feeling anxious or worried about the future right now, you are not alone. The McCourtney Institute of Democracy out of Penn State just released a study that demonstrated that actually 55% of Americans feel extremely worried about the future. And actually that arc has been going up ever since 9-11. Politically speaking, the study illustrated that a similar proportion of Democrats at 56%, independents at 52%, and Republicans at 55% report being extremely worried. And it was noteworthy this year because this is the second time since the mood of the nation poll uh, has occurred that all three political affiliations registered a level of extremely worried over 50%. The first time was in 2016. Now, at the end, I want to talk about this. At the end of season two, hang on to what I just said, because that's where we're all at. We're all very worried. But at the end of season two, one of the greatest shows of all time, Breaking Bad, I I don't recommend you watch it, but if you do, it's incredible. At the end of season two of Breaking Bad, there is a two 737 planes crash over the skies of Albuquerque. Uh, causing debris and bodies to shower all over the city. And then in the opening season, of the opening episode of season three, there are all these kids in an Albuquerque high school gymnasium talking despairingly about their experience, their current feelings, and how they're projecting that negativity onto their future. Well, um, of course, into that, into that, uh, the protagonist of the whole show, uh, Walter White, uh, he uh, says, um, they say, do you have like a word for us? The mic is finally passed to Walter White, uh, the protagonist of the show who teaches chemistry at the school. And he's asked to share his thoughts on the whole thing with the students. And he tells the kids, quote, get over it. That's what he tells them. He says, move on, because this plane crash, it actually ranks only 50 in tragic plane crashes, and no one's going to remember this. I was taking notes for my next pastoral care lesson, but just kidding. (laughs) But I, I say that because in the face of worry and in the face of anxiety and despair, just get over it is actually the worst advice anyone can give you. Just move on is terrible. Believe me, I suffer from anxiety. And when you are extremely worried and when you are anxious, it can be impossible to get out of that rut and get over it. And someone telling you to just move on can make it worse. 
However, here's where faith comes in, and this is where it's very important, because sometimes, coupled with medication and therapy, um, the most important thing to know and believe is that Christianity is not an abstract philosophy tied to ourselves and our doing, trying to get us out of a rut. Our faith in Christ is anchored in the past, in real time and real history. And it's tied to the cross, a cross driven into the earth in Jerusalem, a tree on which the incarnate Son of God gave his life for you. That is the anchor point in the past for us as Christians that begins to create faith in our heart and defines our present in God's eyes, despite what you may be experiencing. And this is why the church is mandated by Christ to proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes again. And this is why the sacrament of his body and his blood is so central to Christian worship. And this is why the very point of our baptisms in which we're going to see two children united to Christ in his death and raised with him in his resurrection is so important because what we proclaim in the midst of all of the chaos of this world is that once for all people, once for all time, the benefits of Jesus' death on the cross is all yours. And this is my second point. As Christians... As Christians, we live and deal with the present, not by just moving on and getting over it. But as Christians, we move forward in life by looking backwards into history, to the object of our faith, Christ who died and rose again for you, which in the midst of all of the worry and despair offers us assurance to grasp in faith the present now of our salvation. By faith, now we have, we have everything in Christ. We've been crucified with him. We've been raised with him and we will be glorified with him. Everything that he died to win for you, by faith, you already have in Christ. And as Jesus taught us in our gospel reading, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit as a pledge towards a future beyond death. Life everlasting. You have a future, and the future is bright in Jesus. For viewed through the lens of Jesus' death and resurrection, the future looks bright even as the present can appear to descend into darkness and death. As St. John saw, a glorious city, that's your destiny. A new Jerusalem coming from above. Hang on to that. There's a reason it comes from above. But a city that has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God is its light and its lamp is the Lamb. A city where all the achievements and all the good that was done in this life, all the glory of the nations, John saw, is seen in the light of Christ without the stain of sin. And this is very significant. A city with no temple. Every city in those days had a temple. This city has no temple because we will see face to face the object of our faith, the Lord God Almighty, the Lamb He sent to save us. 
And this city, it comes from above because it has nothing to do with our work or ambition, but rather is based on the work of Jesus Christ alone, all for you. And here's the most important thing, especially as you suffer in the midst of the present. Because nothing will un- unclean will enter this city, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, you and I are going to enter those gates by God's undeserved kindness, by grace, through faith in Christ alone. And this is why the word that you hear today is so important, and the sacraments that you receive are so important, because they give us something to cling on to through the trials of this life. And this is my third point. Our faith in Christ is anchored in the past, believed and lived in the present, and oriented towards a future that is bright and glorious. So, you and I cling to Christ, and in the midst of a world passing away, we are being brought to a new Jerusalem where every prayer and every petition you've ever said, every supplication uttered in the name of Jesus will ultimately find their yes and amen. It's as sure as Jesus risen from the dead is sure. It's as sure as the water of baptism poured over these uh, new little buddies shortly. And it is as sure as the word of Christ spoken to you. A past anchored in the death of Jesus. A present lived in faith and a future filled with joy and peace in the light of Jesus, the one who was and is and is to come. Never forget is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is your destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.